What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Band, the hilarious misadventures of Rick Dunsford and friends. Please welcome to the show your host, Mr. Rick Dunsford. How you doing, everyone? What's up? What's up? And welcome to the show. How you been, Dustin? I'm doing good, man. We're still, uh, we're still kind of secluded to ourselves. But it's not been just an awful situation doing these podcasts for you guys out there listening and hanging out with you guys and associating with you on Discord and uh, Twitter and everything like that has, has done wonders uh, for me. So thank you guys to everybody that's reached out for us. Or to me, anyway. It's been a great time for me. To, yeah, for me, I've been spending a lot of time uh, just going through my old tapes, my old bootlegs I've collected since I was a kid, man, and just converting it all over uh, to have just these digital backups of it so I don't have to like carry this this big ass box around full of VHS tapes and you know what's cool about that is that this is your footage that you shot and that you own <laughs> which means yeah, this... maybe you guys might get something edited in tonight that the world's never heard before <laughs> it's possible well, we'll you're... see well, I've got uh, literally man I've got like <laughs> probably about 30 to 40 hours worth of uh of footage just from just like one show and then i've got and i've got hundreds of hours of just footage man it's just ridiculous i have to go through uh i've got this big hard drive full of the stuff that i had later on uh with a lot of shows later on that i was doing and going to but yeah i've got like a huge catalog and sadly i don't have anything guns or roses that does not circulate it so but, but, in the box, so I know I'll get asked that. But we'll cross those bridges when we get to it. So that's a good reason. If you guys are uh, punk rock fans of the genre in general, you're probably going to want to stick around for this episode because we're talking about the Graves years. And what we mean by that is uh, there was a point in Rick's life where your occupation was you were the tour manager for Michael Graves and his uh, various post-Misfits bands. Is that right? Yeah, it was like... Um, I booked him uh, I booked him a tour, and I uh, went on tour with him for... Uh, I, I did a mini tour with him, and then went into the studio, and uh, there was a lot of recording going on with... Uh, a lot of video recording going on. Uh, but yeah, I started off just... I worked with I'm probably from 2003 to about 2011, 2012, man. I spent a lot of time with that dude. Yeah, and that's what we're going to talk about today. But we're going to uh, start out. Uh, before we get started, we want to tell everybody that's interacting with us on uh, Twitter and Discord and on YouTube and the comments and things. We want to thank you for uh, being there with us. And we also want to say uh, a quick thank you to Matt Kennedy for joining us for the last uh, last week's episode that uh that's one to go check out if you haven't already that was really cool to me that's one cool thing that's came out of this show is that uh getting to talk to matt again for the first time in uh oh god like 10 it years it always cracks me up though because like yeah like with matt is with you and matt whenever we get all, all three of us get together man it's just i don't know man i just can't keep a straight face on laughing the whole time and it's like i i'm either putting you guys up to watching these ridiculous videos on the internet or you 
which reminds <laughs> me. Rick has sent me a ridiculous video from the internet. Now let me tell you guys something. If anybody out there knows Rick, and Rick sends you a video and says, "Oh man, dude, you got to check this out. This is gonna be great. You're gonna love it." I'm gonna tell you nine times out of ten, this is some kind of fucked up weird shit. <laughs> That's designed to freak you the hell out. And the thing is, uh, I, I I never watch any of these videos. <laughs> I can't watch them. I get sick. Um, I've got a very I can't I can't handle nothing disgusting or I can't handle too much gore. As I got older, man, like I used to love gory movies. I can barely handle. Them I was now. about to say, man, there was a time when you were watching cannabis ho- cannibal holocaust. <laughs> Fucking- <laughs> yeah, I, I would. You know, I would find out, like, man, what's the craziest movie ever made? Or, like, what's the, you know, what's the most fucked up movie ever made? You, then you get this list, you're like, okay, i got to check this out. Okay, I wish I wouldn't have never watched that movie. Now, <laughs> I've got to tell everybody I know to watch this movie and screw up their lives. <laughs> and then the cycle just goes on and on, man. Just, you ruin lives with this stuff, man. And there's a, that, what is that, a Siberian film or whatever that thing's called? You know what? I, that was the one that uh, I tapped out on. I made it through um, the human centipede. I already knew when most of the videos that you would send me on the internet at first, uh, I was sending those to people a long time ago. So I would see the warning signs. Like I'd hit play, and then as soon as it would come on, like that time, like those three or four times you've tried to send me two girls, one cup. And uh, I open it up and I see the beginning. I go, nope, I know what this is. And to this day, you still get those videos, don't you? <laughs> and I've gotten another one here. Rick is uh, insisting that we watch together on the show. So, guys, if you're brave enough, uh, click the well, link in up. the description. Now, let, let me tell you a little bit about this. This is a. This was not. This is just a. This is just a fucked up movie in general. And I just <laughs> wanted uh, Dustin. I just wanted Dustin to watch it and get his like, you know, honest opinion on what he thinks is going to what this movie's about and. Uh, does he see good things coming from this movie oh lord okay so this is for uh rick's favorite movie director tom six uh rick's seen all of his movies because god knows (laughs) i haven't seen the third one i was not watching that i was not sitting through that fucking movie a third time (laughs) it's like the third one did rick made me watch the first one he made me watch the second one and I refuse now, which one was to watch. Which one is? Which one's your favorite one? I, I don't have a favorite, dude. They both suck equally. I would rather watch. Part two. I would rather watch part one than part two if I, I had to pick. Which <laughs> that is, shit is man, gross. You, <laughs> hey, well, they got a colored version of part two out now. Oh, you know what? Can't wait to not see that. <laughs> well, this, anyway, the the, uh, the director of the, the Human Centipede movies, he has this new movie coming out, and uh, what's this called? The, the, the Oana, Onana, Oana Club. All right. Yeah, dude, just it's like a twenty-four. It's like a forty-something second long trailer, and this, and yeah, you, I can't wait to hear your review of it. All right, guys. So if you're watching along with us and you've clicked the link, when I tell you, we're gonna go through. We're gonna do a countdown and then click play when I tell you to, and you can watch along with me. All right, three, two, 
one play. Okay, so we see a creepy old lady. 9-11. Oh, great. So, uh, a woman... Oh, Lord. These old ladies are masturbating to 9-11. <laughs> what the fuck? This ain't even creepy. It's just weird. And then the one's just watching... Is that it? <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you make a movie out of that? <laughs> what? I mean, That's not even honestly, creepy or gross. That's like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> leaves me with a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. It's like, left know, me with I'm a lot saying, of questions that I do not seek answers to. But, yeah, I saw that and... uh I was wondering how is he going to follow up that franchise? You know, what is he going to do next? And he's definitely going in the same direction with his uh, films. <laughs> but let's just say he's you know, going for an older audience. Yeah, when you explain his movies, it's uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. You when you tell someone a story, it's it's almost like someone's making up a story here. You know, they're just so far fetched and crazy with the stories he writes, man. It makes me think of that uh, South Park episode about the human centipede. <laughs> you agree? Uh, you agree to the terms? <laughs> well, here's some yeah, terms we hope one. you agree to. Uh, pull up a chair, sit back. I know you're home, chilling, and we uh, we feel bad for you. But for a minute, we're going to distract you from all that, and we're going to take you on. Uh, a really cool adventure because let's put ourselves in Rick's shoes as listeners, guys. And I believe that would be a fun way to tell, to think of this story. Uh, now you became a Misfits fan. When do you think about high school? Yeah, man, I was, yeah, it's probably around 15 or 16. I, uh, I had a friend that was, that came from out of town. I don't remember the dude's name, but he let me hear an album, uh, Famous Monsters, and hearing the song like Scream, and then and he gave me the next album. I got the other album, American Psycho. Then I just like everything was just so catchy, man. It was awesome. Yeah, I got real big into the Misfits uh, around that did, time. Did you listen to a lot of? Uh, what do you think pulled you to that kind of genre? Because like you're a big punk rock fan anyway. Were you was, you think it has something to do with like? For those of you that don't know what it's like growing up in the South, if you're you're either the country type or you're not, and if you're not, uh, bad news because everybody else is. Yeah, um, the South is very hard to. Uh, I mean, the, when I mean, I'm not saying they're bad people, but like when you're a kid and you like something different than what everybody else likes, it it can lead to. Problems. You're a devil worshiper. You're yeah. a devil worshiper, pretty much. That's yeah. that's what it is in in the South, you know. And do you think that's what kind of pushed you to kind of like growing up in that environment? Do you think that's what kind of brought you into listening to more of the 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 pissed off kind of music? I would say so because I was pretty pissed off as a kid. I mean, 
you know, as, as you were talking about growing up in the South, you have, I mean, I remember being nine years old, going to see Kiss in Tupelo. I remember my teacher was so uh, disgusted and angered by the fact that I was going that uh, she made my parents come in for like a parent-teacher conference and express concern that I was, uh, you know, she was afraid of Satan's taking over me and that I'm going to see this in the flesh. And my parents like, yeah, we're taking I'm gonna, have to yeah, pause. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to be the asshole right here, Rick. I'm gonna have to tell you to pause that story. Oh yeah, okay, okay. There's a Kiss episode coming. <laughs> oh, is there? Yeah, dude, you're a Kiss fan. Do we talk about that? Dude, I'm excited about the Kiss episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I had that in our schedule. I thought. Yeah, I dude, a Kiss episode. I feel like that would be suited for that. Now, people are going to hate on me and be pissed because they're like, what? I wanted to hear that story. Guys, it's coming, but in long form. And Sorry. Oh, that's straight, man. Yeah, we'll save that story for uh, the Kiss Up. So I have no idea we're doing one, but I'm actually really excited about that one because that will be a good one. Uh... No, but yeah, the South growing up here, it's just, I mean... It's a Bible Belt. Everybody is, uh, you know, just Southern Baptist stuff. You know, you got a lot of obstacles you have to go through around here. Oh, yeah. About 2004 is when you actually uh, met Michael Graves. But before that, while you're just, uh, in the years leading up to uh, wherever you went to meet Michael, and you're, uh, you're, you become a fan of the Misfits, which, I mean, you become a fan of a lot of bands, but Misfits is one that is pretty high up on your on your list, I'm sure. Uh, which one did yeah, you like, prefer? Uh, Graves, Danzig, or uh, the... Is it Jerry, Jerry Only? Only? Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Only era. Uh, you know, I've had a... I've gotten into, I've gotten into it with a lot of people with this, with this uh, argument here, man, but... I prefer Graves over Danzig with the Misfits. And I always have and always will. Uh, I love the Misfits with Danzig too. Like I love both bands, but I prefer I prefer the Graves when uh But I, I think the Graves band over the Danzig. One thing that can unite Misfits fans though that are always fighting over Graves and uh Danzig is I think we all agree on the Jerry Only era. Oh yeah, being the best. <laughs> 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 the project 1950s man come on you know i remember being real big into like you know famous monsters american psycho and uh cuts from the crypt and then you know when i was looking up you know me getting into this band really really are like this i was looking up uh where they're going where they're going on tour at you know fun researching the band a lot more you know you see that well jerry only's the singer now uh well what happened to this guy singing you know i you know i wasn't real big on the dancing part yet but so i started looking up michael graves and uh you know that's where i found out that he had just started a uh, band a metal band called uh, gotham road and uh you know that's that's really my first time just get interacting with michael and getting into that uh that like underground like punk rock uh horror scene a lot yeah did was, you go uh, see was, gotham was, road yeah it was in 2004 I remember uh, it was the night before I was in Little Rock, Arkansas, seeing Metallica. Then the next day, drove to Nashville, and we went to go see a uh, Gotham Road. 
at a, a venue called the Muse. How was Metallica? Yeah, I prefer honestly. I prefer the Gotham Rose show over that one. <laughs> I, I really did, man. Because dude, I, like I was at, when I was at the Metallica show, I was thinking like, man, I can't wait to go see Gotham Road tomorrow. This is, <laughs> you know, I was just more focused on seeing a show that, you know, you have just like fifteen thousand people in this place, and you're going to have a uh, less than fifty people at this show. So, but you know, I remember going up there to Nashville to the Muse, and then, you know, and when I went, I, re- I, I had a camcorder and I recorded the whole entire show. And that's what I did at all my shows, but that I went to. Uh, but you get you can find a video on my YouTube though. It's uh that's my first time ever seeing uh, Gotham Road Live, and it was really a change. That really said that right, that day right there changed a lot of stuff for me in life. How did you end up meeting him after the show? Uh, dude, when you're playing like these little small clubs, these little punk rock clubs. I mean, after a show, you know, they just they're at the merch booth, you know, so. It was nothing to meet him, but it was, uh, I really, uh, well, fascinated me about the band. I just love the energy. Um, and I like the, uh, the metal, the, I guess the sound that Michael was going for with it, because, you know, you're used to hearing this, like, this punk sound with him, but now you've got, like, a, a metal version of it that, and it was awesome, you know? I loved it. And it's refreshing, I'm there. sure. Yeah, it was awesome. It wasn't just this little, it wasn't just this pop punk or you know just this whoa you know it's just straight up just metal man it was awesome <laughs> you know breakdowns and everything in it man so uh when you guys uh when you guys met what what part of the conversation uh led up to you joining because not long after this you joined his tour or well, his crew. Uh, it took, uh, actually, it took a, it took like a, it took a few years because that was right there in like in 2004. So, you know, when I seen him in Nashville the next month, uh, you know, I ended up going to see him in uh, Paducah, Kentucky. And after uh, you know seeing him those few times, the first few times, uh, Gotham Road was just finishing up. They did like a farewell tour, and then I remember, I remember I drove up to New Jersey to go see that show uh, because Michael was actually joining the Marines. I believe it was the Marines. So it's kind of like this farewell and this, you know, final send off. Huh. And it was pretty much Gotham Rose final show. So it was like a new year's, it was a new year's Eve show. So it was pretty awesome being in that area at the time. But after he came back, he came back early. Then that's what really got me and him started working together because I started bringing him into Tupelo to play shows. Well, every time he would come in, that come into Tupelo, you know, it would always be a packed, a packed show. You know, it was just uh, a, a large crowd. And it was kind of a, it was a hot spot for him whenever, whenever he would go on tour. You know, I would get the Saturday night show. I would get a good night because, you know, it was a, this was a hot market for him at the time. In a future episode, we're going to get into uh, Rick Dunsford booking and promotions. I'm sure that's going to be its own episode uh, in the future. But uh, yeah. so, without going into just too much detail, um, was that before or after you kind of got into booking? Con- before your name was known within our local uh, this area. Is like- it, it was uh, it was like the time that it all was happening. It, this was like the this was the start of it all right here. Okay, pretty much you know bring 
bring a Michael in. Uh, you said during this, like simultaneously while this was going on? Yeah, Graves was kind of like the uh, doorway that led me to, uh, that kind of opened the door to me doing those shows because I only did the sh- only did the shows because I was wanting to bring some bands that I liked into town, you know, like like Michael Graves or Holy Bread or something like that. You know, I was wanting to bring those kind of bands into town, and the only way they were going to come is if I did it. So okay, that's so what kind he, of got me into it. His relationship with you kind of lent lent some credibility then to these other guys. It sounds like mm, yes, yeah, well, and I really remember cool. like you know, like and I was really big into doing the, you know, just doing like a street team or a fan club type deal for Graves, and we would always talk back and forth with ideas. And I remember he invited me and some friends to come up to uh, Little Rock in two thousand and six. Is it someone? I believe it was two thousand six. We went to Little Rock and uh, went to his uh, got to hang out with him at his hotel and. I brought the camera because I thought it'd be nice to have like a cool, like exclusive, like little rehearsal, intimate setting. Why did you? Know, you just, uh, it, why did you go to Little Rock? Was there something because, he needed? Uh, because, man, yeah, he needed a guitar. That's what it was. And uh, how did he lose well, his he, guitar? What, well, he didn't lose it. He just he had to fly from New Jersey, and he spent a lot of time in Arkansas. So oh. um, this time, you know, he, you know, he asked me because he knew I was coming. He's like, hey, could you bring? could you bring an acoustic guitar for me so he could play at this bar? And, uh, yeah, I, I, I recorded that whole little concert he did in his room or just rehearsal. And I've, I've got it up on my YouTube as well right now, but. Now I saw. Me and this guitar just met, so. It's like, what are you doing to me? I'm not used to this. Which songs are you playing? Who are you? <laughs> you don't own me. You don't own me. Man, if I could like sit in my room and like, practice like this and have them up, I'd be like, yeah, that was awesome, dude. <laughs> that right there really just got the wheels rolling with me and him working together because... He brought me in to uh, book him a uh, – he wanted a Southern tour booked because he was going to record an album with Damien Eccles of the West Memphis Three. We're getting into that in just a minute. That's in the timeline for us to talk about that. We've got a little bit before we get that far, though. we got to back up a little bit. Because okay. uh, when you – you know, you were talking about that you set up the street teams for Michael and stuff like that. Uh, when you did that, who designed the uh, the posters and things that you guys would, would hang out because well, punk rock is known for its very homemade looking posters which is adds yeah, to the man. charm of it don't get me wrong I'm not insulting it or anything that's what that genre is you know what I mean that's what that's part of it yeah man there uh, I mean I, I remember I used to just make put, throw something together and then as I went on with doing the shows you know I had a like my wife she would, she was really good at making designs and then I would have like a I had some buddies up in New Jersey to make some designs for me. So, you know, I always had hand, you know, people helping out and we always come up with like a cool poster or something, you know, as the, as it went on. But, you know, a lot of times too, an artist, would wanna, they'll already have designs made and you just pretty much write the, your information down on it at the bottom. But now when you're one of these posters in particular, 
that you were getting designed uh, caused a little bit of controversy because it featured a skull, the skull logo for the Misfits in the bottom corner. Uh, oh yeah, that, yeah, that was uh, back in 2006. It was uh, uh, the Misfits were trying to sue me. Um, yet another you, one of my favorite bands. Uh, wait, to sue what? Me. I pissed a lot of people off. I pissed a lot what? of people off. They tried to sue me, man. Okay, hang on. Rick Dunsford got sued by a band, a world famous band. <laughs> you don't say. Where have I heard yeah, this will, before? <laughs> this has happened before. Like this is nothing new. Like this shit's been going on since two thousand six. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know, same shit, different year, man. It was. But, but, yeah, yes, it. And listen to this. It was because I put a. Uh, I remember I brought I brought Michael to Tupelo and I. Uh, put formerly of the misfits and i had a, a little tiny uh, misfits skull on there and then i get a letter and i get papers in the mail about uh demanding me to remove that logo or else you know i'd be facing legal trouble or whatnot huh. you know and i was like i was like oh god man this is uh this can't be good i was nervous man because i was pretty much a kid during that time so yeah i and Michael, whenever he came into town, Michael was so angry about that. He talks about it on stage and just talks about how, you know, uncool it was for Jerry to do that. Hey, Jerry, you only tried to sue Rick Dunsford for using the skull on the flyer. That's the music that you know and love. I'm just starting trouble, that's all I'm doing. That's all. But you know what? It's just, Rick Dunsford has worked so hard to get us here and has taken such good care of us. For him, for him to get a phone call from the Misfits lawyer saying, Oh, uh, yeah, this was Misfits lawyer. We're going to sue you for using the uh, skull on your flyer because Michael Graves is coming to town. That's fucked up. He even needs to make that phone. And I'm the fucking asshole. I'm the one that everyone says is the asshole. How did that end? Did they ever take any kind of legal action with you or anything like that? Or no, because uh, I, I bitched down and took the fly, took the face off the took the skull off the fire. Well, you know, at this point, you're doing this for a job, and that's that's perfectly an understandable response. I mean, you know, when after you know we're like in uh, 2006, uh, 2007 area right now. And you know, I was saying he was going. He was wanting to record this album for uh, with my, with Amy Eccles. Right. We were going to do it in Little Rock. So I booked. I ended up booking him like a small acoustic tour, and it was him and uh, two other members, uh, Jason and Quincy. Um, and it, and it, I was on. I went on the road with them, you know, just pretty much being a tour manager. And then we had a. Uh, you know, we had a. I remember we had a merch guy. Yeah, it was a small crew of us, but then we also had a. There's also two camera guys that came and was doing some sort of documentary with it. But you know, I remember traveling and like going to all these shows, man, and just seeing all this. You know, like I say, I'm with Graves all the time, so you know, all these people coming up talking about Misfits all the time. So that's the reason why I never talked Misfits with them because I get to hear it from everybody else that's around <laughs> yeah. at the shows. But you know, like. 
you know, I did that. That's uh, my first time ever traveling and doing something like that with a band. And uh, it wasn't the full experience because it was an acoustic tour. I didn't get to right. have to load in all the equipment and deal with all that mess. But it was fun, though. And I remember going to uh, getting to Little Rock, man, and we are just record- recording the, the album Illusions. And the last track on that uh, album, I cannot remember the name of it, but uh, it's kind of like a almost sounds like a gospel song when it has like clapping at the beginning. Uh-huh. Well, I, Michael brought everybody that was involved with the tour to come in there, and we all that's all of us clapping in this little sound booth together on that oh. album. Oh, that's cool! So you've been so you got in yeah. a way you got to be featured on it, and that's pretty dope. Yeah, what man, was... like that tour that was that well that tour like that, that was my first time ever doing anything like that. So I've never had to take a shower in a gas station. I've never, <laughs> you know, we we were on this big RV that uh, I remember I had to sleep in one of the front seats, man, because there's there's a full bus. I mean, yeah. it was pretty rough, man. But it was, and then you know when you go take a piss, you better hope you don't run, hit a bump. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, it's Dustin Bones here. We're going to hit pause on this story for now, but trust me, Rick's going to have a lot more great stories to tell about this time period in his life. So we're going to hit pause from now, but be sure to come back next time as we continue to rewind all of the episodes from season one of Band, The Real Life Misadventures of Rick Dunsford and Friends.